on in to the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looked so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you. Reacting to another Phillies loss. 215-592-9494 is how you get in if you're on your way home or just sitting at home waiting to react to was another night of, of bad baseball. And there's been too many nights of bad baseball. And there's been a disappointing lack of, of locked-inness from this team that has just permeated throughout the entire season. And it just, like, every time you want to be like, okay, there's a good series. Oh, there's a there's that, that little oomph they need to get going here. They go out and they just sputter. It's like every single time where it's like, all right, go time. Stop. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It has been a a just a stop and start, stop and start, start to the year. And, and frankly, if I just felt like they were playing smarter baseball, if I felt like they were playing better baseball, if I felt like I was looking at a more locked-in team, I think it would be you, you could feel better about where the team is. I don't think they're a bad baseball team, but I think they're playing bad baseball. And that's an annoying spot to be in when you know that they're dealing with rotation struggles, when their best reliever is down. You know, like this lineup who, we, again, you look top to bottom, and it's like you got to be better than what you're producing right now. And when they lose games like this, it just it, it, it has me just feeling like I can handle losing, but what I don't handle well is bad baseball. And yet again tonight, where it's like you you didn't play terrible, like there was some good tonight, and you were right in it. You found a way to lose the game rather than find a way to win a game. Yesterday against the Cubs, they found a way to win a game, and that's good. Like a lot of last year, while they were treading water and trying to get back into the race, they had games like yesterday where they come out on top. And tonight's game was a lot like the years prior where it's like, yeah, you're close, but you're not doing the right things to come out of that game with a win even when you're not playing your best. Baseball is a hard sport. It is very unlikely that you were going to go through it and you were going to play a flawless baseball game. There are flaws in every single game. But you have to find a way to to scratch and claw and come out on top. And tonight, just too much dumb, bad baseball from the Phillies. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. And here's what I mean by bad baseball. Um, This felt like the story of the Giants series two series ago. The Cubs on Friday night was a disaster. Saturday was just a blowout. The Phillies offense showed up and they they went to town. Yesterday, the Castellanos got thrown out at, at third base. I, I kind of understood it from that perspective of, like, we got to make something happen here. And, and you know, whatever. It was, it was sort of crisp. The at-bats were brutal. Whatever. Tonight, this is what I got in my bad baseball files that I feel like I have to go through every single night now is the Bryson Stott error in the first base. I know they labeled it a fielder's choice. That should have been a double play ball. Uh, Stott drops it. They only get one out there when they could have gotten two. Uh, Top three, Wheeler not covering first base. I mean, if there is not one thing that you are taught as a pitcher more than 
cover first base on a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Like it's it's the number one thing when you're talking about like pitcher defense or whatever. Um, and he committed the cardinal sin there, and ultimately it only led to needing to throw one more pitch, but at the same time, not locked in. Not locked in. All throughout the night, shutdown innings when it felt like you can get back into the game. There was no shutdown innings tonight. They would get it to one, bang, it'd be a two-run game again. They would get it again to one, bang, another run comes in the next inning. Pitchers have to do their jobs. And, And I know there is going to be a frustration that, Rob Thompson didn't go to his, his his better relievers tonight. A lot of them threw yesterday. They don't have an off week, off day this week, and they're going to Atlanta this weekend. Sometimes the lesser guys in the bullpen have to step up and keep a game close. Have to. That's what good winning teams do. And then to round it out, to make it a three-run game rather than a two-run game, Cody Clemens commits an error in the top in the top of the ninth. I know they labeled it as an RBI. Frankly, I don't care. That's an error and a ball that has to be made. So that's just the dumb baseball that I saw on the field. At bat, again, the at bats every single freaking night. And it's like I can handle again, I can handle losing. There there are just I cannot handle just poor swing decisions over and over and over again from this lineup. There's only a couple guys that I feel like have any idea of I'm going to work a pitcher here. It's so much first pitch swinging. It's so much chasing out of the zone. I mean, they are one of the highest chase percentage teams in baseball. It's insane. Someone's got to go down there and rein this whole thing in. That has to be Kevin Long's job. Like That is, of all the important things right now, these guys cannot be chasing because these at-bats are, are just insane. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm starting to become resigned to the feeling that this is going to be an 9 Hamels year from, from Wheeler and Nola. You know, an 9 Hamels year where it's like, good start, couple bad starts, good start, can never really fully get on a roll, pitches really deep into October, and had never had to bounce back from that before. That's what I feel like I'm getting out of these guys today. I thought Nola took a good step forward over the weekend. I don't know if that's something that I can count on every single start. And Zach Wheeler, like, yeah. Rob Thompson said his final line was not indicative of the way he pitched. And like, yeah, I get it. But that's also been a lot of starts this year. And it feels like these one innings kind of come back to bite him. And tonight, the concerning thing for me was he had one strikeout up until the sixth inning. And there was like 30-some foul balls off him, Tucker told me, which is absurd. I mean, a lot of foul balls, not a lot of swing and miss. Um, you know, like that that kills you, and that racks up your your pitches. So I, I mostly agree with Rob Thompson. But at the same time, like Zach Wheeler's your ace. And when you, when you are in the stretch that this team's in right now, to get that kind of performance is a little bit deflating. It's just a little bit deflating. Ultimately, three earned in six innings, mostly fine. But... It, it, it just doesn't feel like we're getting one of those kind of Zach Wheeler or Aaron Ola years, and, it, and it's just starting to feel 9 Hamels-ish. And, and my, my final thing here in my open is this team just needs a spark, a, a spark from someone. Someone's got to create something down there. I thought that the, the juice for a pretty good crowd on a Monday night when the sense of urgency has to start kicking in and start – 
you know, giving some some freaking like fr- like make this fan base feel good again. Um, and and it's just dead. It's it, the ballpark from 08 to 11, 07. It was kind of filling up, whatever. But 08 to 11, that crowd carried those guys. And it's just it's it, something just feels a little bit off. Maybe it's Reese. I think the the funny part about the Reese now, like oh, we miss Reese thing, is that people didn't want him here after the World Series. And I I love Reese. Like uh, you know him being the first guy of the rebuild that came up and was like any semblance of a major leaguer besides Nola uh, was awesome. Uh, but he's also a super streaky player as well. It's like we just conveniently forget that. He runs hot and cold as well. I do think that his presence in this lineup would help a ton. They're the, like one of the three worst offenses in baseball against lefties. That showed again tonight. I mean, their, their two big hits were lefty against lefty. That's not how it's supposed to be designed. So someone's got to step up down there and be a spark. And, and this is where I turn to Bryce. Uh, you're, you're back from injury. Uh, talking a lot post game. It, it's good. You say the right things, but there there needs to be more actions. Like Trey Turner talks about, oh, we we gotta stop just talking and do something. And then do something. Like you're Trey Turner. You're one of the most electrifying players in baseball. Like go out and and God forbid get a hit. And and I thought he had a, a positive night tonight. You know, I thought he worked some good at, good at bats. I know he struck out a couple of times, but it wasn't like feeble. But still, like Trey Turner, like you're one of the fastest guys in baseball. Lay down a bunt. Or or get on first base and try to steal second. They gotta create their own juice. Maybe this Schwarber run, which it feels like we're kind of on the verge of, can do something. But there's just too much lackluster. I feel like uh, at bats and play and body language for a team that was just in the World Series last year, and we thought it turned a corner when figuring out how to win ball games. So frustrating night. More bad baseball. And and it's just there's there's a lot of little things that winning teams uh, do that the Phillies are not doing. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It is the final out. Let's get Mike in Westchester in here. What's happening, Mike? Rich, I I think we might be in trouble here. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not not making me feel great. Let's just let's just look in, ahead to the next ten games real quick. We got no two. no. Do we have to? No, no, we don't. We don't have no, I'm to. Just, I'm just kidding. It's all good. It's all good. I, trust me, I don't want to either. But we got two unfavorable pitching matchups with Covey, who spent the last two years in China tomorrow, and then Gallon, who's obviously outstanding. Then four in Atlanta, which could get ugly, and then three in New York, who I feel like we haven't beaten two years in a series. And it's just I'm I'm tired of wasting these games against average to just bad starting pitching. We, we make them look so good, I feel like, sometimes. And I just, there's no approach tonight. I, I just feel like this team, it, there's this sense around them right now of no urgency. And I know it's still early, even though it's getting late early, but I feel like they think they can do what they did last year. And that, we caught lightning in it. We had to play almost perfect from June on last year just to make the sixth seed. I just don't know if this team has that in them again this year. And something's got to change real quick. Yeah, and, and I appreciate the call, Mike. And the the frustrating part for me is that if you're a, if you're a Philly right now, you have to know that like firing a manager is not going to be the thing that jumpstarts you this year. 
Like, have some, have a sense of pride down there. You know, like, say it's on us. I mean, that's what, it, that's what it took last year. Like, I thought Girardi was a disaster, and I thought that he was too stoic in the dugout and, and didn't act like he cared about these guys. Rob Thompson's been the opposite, you know? Like, Rob Thompson's been someone that does connect with these guys, and I feel like more often than not does put players in positions to succeed. And if every year it's going to take firing the manager to to get you to look like you, you give a crap, then that's that's a problem with your the makeup of your ball club. So, uh, you know, it is frustrating that because I, I have the same sense too, where it's like, oh, you just think you're going to roll the baseball out and and go win tonight. It's not how it works. There's too much little things that happen in a ball game that can go the wrong way. And when it's Tommy freaking Henry against Zach Wheeler tonight. That's a game you got to win. And it's it's just it's unacceptable to be sitting here especially with the the stretch they have coming up and especially with Zach Gallon on Wednesday. 215-592-9494 is how you get in if you're leaving the ballpark. We'd love to hear from you here on the final out on the other side. Two contradicting quotes from two of the Phillies on if someone is injured and why I believe one of them over the other and what I believe a positive development is for one of the Phillies' young hitters. We'll get to that and all of your phone calls coming up next here on the final out. One, two, and it's swung on, lifted into the air to left center field. Guthrie getting under it. He'll come in and make the catch. Runner from third coming home. Here's the throw and the tag, and he is out. And Dalton Guthrie with a tremendous throw from left center field as he guns down Moreno for the second out of the inning and saves a run. That is our Mike's Amazing Play of the Game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. Welcome on back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to the Phil's loss there. And then, you know, good play by Dalton Guthrie. I got to be honest, it was shocking to see the Phillies throw someone out, uh, like, you know, coming home. Because, like, Castellanos and Chora, I feel like, are the ones that are usually put in that situation. And... I mean, those guys' arms are just just atrocious. So, you know, Guthrie able to do that there was borderline shocking. Kept it at a 3 nothing game at that point. Um, but part of the reason why I play that is that I think there's a good chance we're going to be seeing more from Dalton Guthrie. And, and my reasoning behind that is just these weird quotes pregame from uh, Kevin Long and Rob Thompson. And Kevin Long basically said that uh, Marsh is dealing with a nagging ailment that is zapping some of his power. And, you know, he's had one extra base hit since May. Um, And, like, lost in this quote, he says, I mean, he's just improved so much. He's a really good hitter. He's a disciplined hitter who swings at strikes. He's got some pop. He's fighting through some stuff physically, but he's playing through it. It's hindering his power a little bit right now. But he's still going up there and putting together good at bats, which I'm proud of him for doing that. We're lucky to have him. He's a really good major league hitter. Yada, yada, yada. The, the, the thing that obviously sticks out there is he's fighting some stuff physically, but he's playing through it. It's hindering his power a little bit right now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, according to Rob Thompson, Marsh is fine, um, you know, whatever. But then tonight, uh, Marsh struck out, or he took like a, a hard check swing his first at bat off the bench and he went back to the dugout and the camera kind of panned over. And I thought I saw him kind of trying to stretch his back out a little bit. And then even as bad in the ninth inning, he worked at three, two, but then what was it a strike right down the middle. 
Um, but even throwing that at bat, he was getting a little fidgety with his back. So that's just something to monitor because obviously Brandon Marsh had a good start to the year. If it's true that he is dealing with an injury, it would make sense why a lot of his pop is, has declined in the last little bit. I think that, that Kevin Long is right when he talks about, um, you know, uh, he does put together good at-bats. He does. I mean, his, his OBP is still in the 380s, so that's good. But uh, when it comes to driving the ball, it seems like he's dealing with a little something in his back, and, um, you know, hopefully this is something that can kind of work its way out. But if not, it's going to be a lot more Dalton Guthrie, and, and I think Guthrie's fine. You know, like I, I don't ever really expect anything from, from him at the plate. Seems like he plays a, a pretty good center field, won't wow you, but this is one of the the um, reasons why the Christian Pache injury stinks because I thought he was kind of developing to a nice piece for this team. And it just thinks that if Brandon Marsh is banged up a little bit, that we're not seeing what they have in, uh, in, in Christian Pache. Let's go to the phones here, and then I'll get some thoughts on a positive development for one of the Phillies' young hitters. Derek is in Reading. What's happening, Derek? Hey, Jack. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, man. Wish they would play better baseball, but you know, there's always tomorrow. I could not agree with you more. Um, it is just such bad baseball sometimes when you're watching these games, especially when you just go on a run like you talk about. You know, with the Cubs, I I know it was only two out of three, but still, you know, it, it gives you a little hope, it gives you a little hype up, and then they go and just do this with the, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally frustrating. And, you know, the one thing I'll point out is the Castellanos at bat in the seventh inning. I mean, he's just standing there 0-2. They throw him the classic slider like they always do, and he just flails at it. And it's just absolutely nothing for the team. Yeah, the frustrating part about that, Derek, is that I think Castellanos has been pretty good at that this year. Like, I feel like he's been better at laying off those pitches, but – in the in the seventh and the ninth, it was like vintage Cassianos, which at this point, with with the, the the hitters they have in their lineup not really hitting, Cassianos taking any sort of nosedive would would be annoying. Um, I'll give him a, a bit of a pass tonight, but yeah, he's part of the group that's like anything remotely close to the strike zone. They just I feel like there's a swing through for no reason, and I just Kevin Long's got to get these guys together because it's just it's just killing them. Oh yeah, I I completely agree and. You know, because that lined up a just perfect opportunity for the Phillies to take the lead. And they, they just did not capitalize. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's frustrating. Um, I know it's early in the season, like everyone's saying, but I'll be honest, I'm getting kind of sick of it. So yeah, I just hope uh, things start to turn around a little bit because that postseason run last year was just so much fun. But, man, they got to get there you know, crap in line. Yeah, I know, I know what word you want to use, and I'm with you. Um, well, the good part of the good part of that is if they get one more win, they have uh, surpassed their 22 and 29 start to last year. So, hey, uh, a little bit of positives. But, like, that's what, you know, I just, there's something about being able to to grind out in a bat. And it just feels like I don't see that. You know, like if it's if it's not first pitch swing, it feels like these guys are down 0-2. and it, it's just like, man, <laughs> you know, I, I swear maybe it's just because we watch the Phillies every night, but I don't see other teams doing this. 
I don't see other teams with like feeble approaches on, especially with again the amount of talent they have in that lineup, and it's just it's it's really frustrating. But um, one of the positive developments I'd say of the Phillies, um, uh, you know, offensive side of the the ball, of course, has been Bryce and Stott. You know, and, and Bryce and Stott went into a little bit of a funk there. Uh, which it's going to happen with young players. Like young players are going to go into funks. I think Marsh, him, and Bohm, it was predictable that they were not going to all hit over 300 and, and lead the league in a lot of those categories. So that was natural. But I think that Stott, more than those two, has done a really good job of of fighting through it and getting through it and uh, kind of righting the ship here. And I think the thing that has been a really important development for him is that he's developing poolside power which, uh, you know, it feels like early in the year was a lot of, like, little slappy hits the other way, fighting off inside pitches and still trying to take it the other way. Well, the adjustment I think he's made is, like, all right, if they're going to pitch me in, then I'm going to take that pitch and I'm going to look to do damage with it. And that's really important when you're talking about the upside of Bryson Stott. You know, like, I think he's going to be a a good offensive player. I I don't think he's going to have high strikeout numbers. I think he's going to hit – 280 to 300, but what kind of 280 to 300 am I going to get? Is it going to be Revere-ish, which is a lot of singles, or is it going to be a higher upside player that can hit the ball at the ballpark more often than not, or, or um, more than that? So the pull side power thing has been an, an exciting development because if he can do that, and then okay, then we'll, we the pitchers now playing like okay, well if we pitch pitch him in. He can deposit that over the right field seats. Let's go away. And I think Bryson Stott has enough back control to where if it is away, he can just kind of slap it to the left side of the, the field. And he just becomes that much more dangerous of a hitter. Um, Alec Bohm, it, 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 what was so exciting about spring and what was so exciting about the first like two weeks of the season was he was finally lifting the ball and looking to do damage and um, like really driving the baseball. And it just, he, he looks like he is back to being a, a little kind of slap hitting six, five guy. And it's like, dude, he, like Alec Bohm to be less than a 20 home run guy is, is, is a bad year. Like Alec Bohm needs to hit 20 plus home runs. Uh, he can bat 280, whatever, but for his frame and for what he can be, that should be the benchmark. And it just feels like we're back to last year where it's just getting jammed inside. And, um, you know, it's still just trying to take everything the opposite way. And it's like, I appreciate that you can drive the ball off the right center field, you know, fence and on a line. I appreciate that. But in order for you to reach your, your highest potential possible, I'm going to need you to start depositing some baseballs into the left field seats. And that has to be his next development. And I don't, it, it, it just it frustrates me that he doesn't see that. And it feels like we're back to a lot of last year, which is not this super impactful bat that we thought we were getting at the beginning of the season. 215-592-9494. Blake's in Narberth. What's happening, Blake? Hey, Jack. That was just a bad, bad loss for so many reasons. It was the offense, the pitching, and the defense all letting them down, whether it be the costly errors by Stott and Clemens, which resulted in runs. Um, every time the offense scored, the pitching just let them down. Zach Wheeler, his FIP might be good at the end of the day, but he has to work out of those jams, and he has to 
pitch better, particularly with that sweeper who left up in the zone, as your ace, he has to be better than that. But I think the most frustrating thing is Tommy Henry, a guy who just got shelled by the athletics. I mean, who's on that team? It's Rooker and Ruiz and nobody else of value. That team stinks, and he got rocked by them. And the Phillies, they looked feeble against Tommy Henry, who was not a good pitcher. And I'm starting to get nervous with this stretch coming up, and it's the Braves and Mets if they keep playing like this. Yeah, Blake, and I appreciate the call. I, you know, it's so funny because it feels like the Phillies consistently play down to competition, and then every time – I remember there was a stretch last year where it was like, oh, well, this is when they obviously are going to fall apart. And I think they played like 500 baseball through that. So it, 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 is, a, it is funny that it feels like they, they do play up the competition when people are doubting them. So hopefully we get kind of that run. But if you're telling me my confidence level heading into – Four in Atlanta and then a Mets series. Wouldn't say it's very high. 215-592-9494. We will run through all of your calls on the other side, but also look ahead to tomorrow. They're planned for the pitching um, rotation and what I believe the next step should be for the Phil's starting rotation. We'll get to all of that before handing things off to Jody Mack here on the final out. Welcome on back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fred's hanging out with you here. Let's get to the player of the game brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at SouthJerseyGas.com. SouthJerseyGas.com slash love my home. And obviously, Lord Escoriel, uh, four for four tonight with a home run. It killed, obviously, you know, me as a Phillies fan, but unfortunately, he yelled my fantasy team, which is always a uh, you know a little bit of a predicament when you, when you're watching the Phillies. So uh, yeah, Goriel just torched them tonight, and it, they are final. The Diamondbacks are finally like reaping the the Lourdes Goriel breakout year, which never really happened up in in Toronto, even though he always hit for a high average. Just the the, the power is finally starting to develop. So you know, good for them. <laughs> but not good for us tonight. So uh, tomorrow, Phil's going back to Matt Strom, even though it's in an opener role. So, you know, I know there's been uh, a bit of an outcry here of like, well, why don't you put Matt Strom back in the rotation? And like, in normal circumstances, I would agree with you. Um, it's just like he, he's been battling knee injuries the last couple of years. And I think part of the reason why he has turned into a, a full-time bullpen guy is I don't think they think that his his knees and his body can hold up to handle a starter's workload. So, um, you know, he was really good at it. He only had a couple outings where it was like, eh, that was terrible. For the most part, he's great. He struck out a lot of guys, threw strikes, was aggressive. Um, and I think he's transitioned perfectly fine back to the bullpen. So, like, clearly has been a valuable, valuable uh, pitcher for this team. Like you could make the case he's been their most valuable pitcher um, besides like Jose Alvarado this year. So Mastron has been a great signing, um, but I don't think he's someone that you can be like, all right, you're a full-time starter now. I think he he's more like an opener and then he gives you a good three innings. And then, uh, you know, the other times he's, he's pitching two or three times a week giving you multiple innings and, and helping you win games. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow with Matt Strom opening. And then the plan, I guess, is Dylan Covey after, which uh, Dylan Covey was like Doesn't a pretty – Doesn't he return punts for the Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think the city needs two Coveys, if I'm being honest with you. I think one Covey was enough. Um, but, yeah, Dylan Covey, who was a decent prospect, if I remember back in the day. Uh, never really panned out. Went over to the China and pitched over there for a couple years. 
And, uh, you know, the Dodgers gave him a shot. And I guess the one good thing about Dylan Covey is that the Dodgers saw something. So if the Dodgers saw something, then, then hopefully the Phillies can, like, get the most out of him. But either way, don't feel great. But they are facing Ryan Nelson, who's got an ERA in the fives. But he did go five and a third in his last out, outing of, of shutout baseball. So, um, you know, it's a game that they – like I, I, again, to to say must win is is dumb in May, but like you you have Ryan Nelson tomorrow, you need to win that. You have Zach Gallon on Wednesday, which I don't feel great about. He's facing Ranger. Ranger has been obviously bad in his first two outings so far. Like I'm not giving up on a season, but for what he is right now, Ranger is not something you can rely on. Um, and then obviously they have four against the Braves over the weekend. So yeah, you, you got to go out and beat Ryan Nelson tomorrow, even if it's a bullpen game. Now. What happens after that? And what I think happens after that, and what I think should happen after that, is that they start ramping up Griff McGarry to come up and you know start as a guy that can, can open a game, give you three, four innings to, to start a game, and then hopefully develop into someone that can help you uh, until Andrew Painter comes back. Or maybe he's good and just, he just sticks there. Whatever. I don't, I don't think you can bank on... Andrew Painter coming back and like saving the season and being your deadline acquisition. If he does great. And and I think he is going to pitch this year. I think this doomsday mentality of like, well, he's never going to pitch this year. That's dumb. I I don't buy into that. You know, that he was throwing out to 120 feet, I guess today, I think Rob Thompson said before the game. So it feels like they're, they're working him back, but I still think he's a month and a half, two months away at the, at the least. So uh, Matt Gelb said yesterday that, they think that that that, that McGarry is going to pitch 60 pitches in his next outing at at Double A, and then they consider him for the rotation, um, which is a pretty big step up, and kind of speaks to how desperate they are right now. Um, but I mean, they've they've brought guys up from Double A before. I mean, Kyle Kendrick, they he came up uh, 07, I think, and gave them some some quality quality outings. So. And McGarry, like his stuff suggests he should be better than obviously Kyle Kendrick. But I just think that when you look at all the options right now, Falter proved this year that he, you know, wasn't worthy of that spot. Maybe he goes down to AAA and unlocks some confidence. It worked with Jose Alvarado last year. Um, We'll see. But I'm not banking on that. You have uh, Chris Sanchez, who, again, I think is a minor upgrade over Bailey Falter, but nothing to to get excited about. Michael Plassmeyer was someone that I thought – that they believed in. He's been brutal at AAA. Noah Skiro is this guy that like I know about, but that's because I care a lot about prospects, but is not major league ready yet. I mean, Griff McGarry is the one of their big three of their pitching prospects. He's 25 years old now. He's he was a senior in college when he got drafted, so like he's older. And it's not like uh, Mick Abel, who's 21, and expecting him to come up and make a, a, a leap and get into the starting rotation. I mean, this is a guy that it's getting near go time for Griff McGarry, and they need him right now. And if he can just come up and give you four solid innings, like that, we, we take that. And you have to hope that Tywin Walker continues to trend in the right direction. Three out of his last four starts, I think, have been pretty good. Um, Ranger, hopefully, as he gets more comfortable, gets more locked in, you get to, you get the last year's Ranger. And then you have to hope that Wheeler and Nola turn a corner here. You know, it feels like one good start, one bad start from those guys, much like this baseball team, you know, and and they've been so hit or miss on what they are. And that's why no one has a real good feeling for this team. But I think McGarry 
if, if, if he can go down, continue rehabbing from the injury, look good, looks like he can throw strikes. That's been the whole book on Griff McGarry that he can't throw strikes. Well, proof to me you can, and then we'll see you in the big leagues, Griff. I know it's a big step up, but sometimes you got to take risks. And I think that Griff McGarry will be the right kind of risk. That's going to do it for me. Thanks for hanging out. Tucker Bagley produced the final out as always. Jody Max got you next. He's going to take you through the rest of the night here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.